It's not to have casual sex. That's totally fine. It's to have casual sex that is impersonal. Confidence is built, it's built through action. Whereas if I was coming and I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna be kind of a muted version of myself. Like mm -hmm. maybe I'm more palatable to more people, mm -hmm. but I'm, I, I'm not as magnetic to the people that I'm meant to be magnetic for. It's this energy of being unapologetically yourself. You have to recognize that, it, that relationships are personal development work. The most amazing things in life are not in our comfort zone. And that's true for relationships too. There's quality of life and there's achievement. And they're both important. Part of what I'm here to do on this planet uh, is be disruptive. <laughs> is be disruptive, but in a constructive way. You know, it's kind of like smack people on the head and be like, stop having limiting belief. Like that's the limiting belief. You can do anything you want, you know, and like, being disruptive in a constructive way and she's definitely been able to do that during our conversation. She's an entrepreneur, dating and relationships expert and she worked for a company where her job was to set up dates for different people. Basically, she was matchmaking. After doing that for over two years, she turned her passion into a business and she now teaches and creates programs for people around self-development, dating and relationships. We discussed the ninja mind that tries to protect us before huge breakthroughs. We also touch upon the hookup culture, how to be a magnetic person and much, much more. Cora has a super nice vibe and great energy and that's helped us in having a genuine, disruptive interview together. But I'll let you discover that there's even more to it. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Cora Boyd. You are listening to The Grateful Show with your hosts, Pascu and Bogdan. Join us on our mission to spread awareness around mental health and make people feel happier and overall more grateful. Each week, we bring you an inspiring guest, stories, and a message that will help you become your best self and pursue your life mission. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The Grateful Show. Hope you are doing fantastic, and if you are not, you're about to be because today, we have no other than Cora Boyd. How is it going, Cora? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Just to break the ice, what are you grateful for today, even though it's just uh, morning for you? Oh, oh, yeah. Good. Start my day off well. I Well, I'm grateful to be talking to you guys. Um, uh, and I am grateful because it's sunny today. And I live in Seattle and it's really rainy, but it's starting oh. to be summer. So it's like really fresh energy. And I'm just like, Ugh. so yeah, I'm happy that it's sunny today. Happy to be here. Grateful to be here. Brilliant, brilliant, Cora. For, for our audience that obviously uh, doesn't know uh, much about you, can you give us uh, like a brief introduction on how you came to be where you are now? Yeah. Yeah, so I am, um, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a dating relationship expert, and um, I am actually uh, also certified in the psychology of happiness, uh, so gratitude is big, um, and I'm, I'm big in like the, the personal development sphere, um, I'm, I mm -hmm. teach and create programs for people around personal development mostly around dating and relationships, but around other things as well. And just kind of like high performance, happiness, like living life to the most, to the fullest, 
Um, and relationships are a huge part of that. So um, I started out as a matchmaker, actually. So I would, um, uh, I worked for a company and I would create introductions for people. I would set people up on dates. So I did that for a while. I um, got a lot of insight into what was going on for people in dating and like why mm -hmm. so many people were feeling, uh, it was so challenging to connect. Um, mm -hmm. So from there, I moved into coaching, just dating coaching. And I was just working with men uh, for about two years, dating coaching men. Um, and then I opened up to women and um, have been doing re dating relationship coaching um, for both men and women. And um, now I'm doing dating relationship coaching. And I also do kind of like personal development, lifestyle, quality of life, um, a little bit of business coaching and just kind of a out here trying to live my best life and then uh teaching people what i learn in the process right right beautiful i i was on uh, one of your ig lives and obviously you were mentioning about this job that you were a contractor for and you mentioned that you worked for like two years and a half but i'm very curious and i think it would be very insightful for audience as well um was that job specifically uh, i guess the tipping point for you to realize how much you love doing this or was it something that you were basically it was basically boiling down in you for quite a while mm. yeah that's a great question i think it was a combination um i i i felt attracted to um working with people around dating and relationships and kind of personal development and um, coaching because it it lent really well to who I already was. I was already very social and like very interested in um, kind of optimizing everything. So it's partially kind of who I was and then I started doing it and I realized, um, I just started to realize more and more how important it is uh, to have healthy relationships and how few resources there actually are and were. Mm -hmm. There's more now, but when I yeah. started, there weren't that many, especially for men. Um, and, and I know too, like, I don't know much about uh, dating culture in, in Romania. Um, so I'm curious to hear from you guys, because I know it's actually pretty different country to country. Um, but in the US, uh, there's a lot of online dating and just like a lot of ways. It's also, I think, you know, things are shifting over here. It's been a crazy year. I'm sure, you know, for everyone, but you've all been seeing like shit has been going down in the U S things have been changing. Um, so I think prior, you know, a, a few years ago when I started doing this kind of work, it was really, um, it was really clear to me that there was a epidemic of loneliness and, uh, mm -hmm. like, just people having trouble connecting. And, and then the US is also, it's such a individualist culture and it's so big, the country's so big, it's very common to move. Um, so a lot of like social network um, can be disrupted if you move to like six hour flight across the country. Um, yeah. so, so there's just various things in, in terms of like how I saw people interacting or like not interacting as much where it's like yeah, this is not this is not making you happy <laughs> um yeah. and i have lived abroad a lot too um from a young age so i saw a lot of different ways of um living and kind of structuring lives and prioritizing 
Um, and I think that's shifting here. I actually think the last um, uh, the last year, a lot of people having a lot of space and alone time were realizing, oh, whoa, I really, I do want to connect more. Like I, I do want to prioritize uh, my well-being more. I want to prioritize my happiness more. Um, so both <laughs> long-winded uh, answer to your question. I think it was something that like already I lent really well to what I was interested in and kind of my personality and um, my skills. And then right. the more I started to do it, the more I realized how important it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you just made me really curious. Uh, I'm really uh, interested in uh, how is one of your days going as an online coach and what you usually do as an online coach, as a like dating coach, sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A day in the life. Um, well, I currently do group programs. So I, I, I kind of take a little cohort of people and I, I curate this like micro community essentially because they all get to know each other. So um, I only have a couple of, I, I only meet with clients like a, a couple times a week depending on how many um, programs I have going. So um, in terms of like interfacing with clients, it's only when we're in our group calls. So outside of that, I'm either um, doing something like this, being a, getting to talk to cool people, being guests uh, on a podcast. I also have my own podcast, um, Pillow Talk Radio. So I'll be reporting things for that, or I'll be reporting content or um, writing content. I'm about to start writing a book. So like oh, creating content. Yes. So creating content essentially. Um, and then I do a lot of learning too. Like I do, I, I carve out a time for um, learning and kind of being in student mode. And I work with different coaches. Like I'm always in coaching programs myself. So mm -hmm. my life is very much this, um, <laughs> this, synergy of like I'm I'm a student I'm learning from all these people I like get it you know integrate these things like into my life and my being and um sometimes unglamorously as you guys know growth sometimes it's like ah, what's yeah, happening yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I'm in student mode I learn all these things I also um and then I I basically learn full-time and then I teach what I learn <laughs> to my clients in the group programs. Um, so it's, it's learning, it's teaching, it's um, creating content. Um, and then I, I'd say too, a big part of my business is like, I, I, I like to, um, I like to express myself. <laughs> so that comes in different ways. Like it's very artistic for me. Um, so even how I do Instagram of like, the art direction of a photo shoot or um, uh, even how I do my podcast or whatever I'm doing, it's very artistic for me. There's like, it's very expressive. And then I, I also do events. Um, I curate events and I just kind of, however my business wants to come through me, I, I leave some space for like projects that are creative and new too and to try different things out. Right. I couldn't help but notice your uh, uh, podcast intro and I thought that it was quite uh, interesting in particular. And I think it's uh, worth asking you and exploring furthermore, uh, how did you get to be able, how did you get to a place where basically you're able to articulate your thoughts and your feelings in such a well and good and well-taught manner? Because a lot of people uh, struggle to first and foremost be themselves, be authentic, but also to 
truly speak their speak their heart out if that makes sense mm, mm. well thank you thanks for saying that um i think it's been a combination of things uh first i um i have a performance background so i used to act um okay. so i when i was younger i would you know like speak on stage so i i was uh, kind of and that's where i answer your your earlier question of like it's kind of what I've always been doing, what I'm doing now, but it's it's wow. like also been developed <laughs> and put in different ways. So I used to act and then I studied um, in university, I uh, studied writing. So I, I learned to kind of like put words together and put thoughts together, um, written, um, but that was really helpful for me. And then, um, and then when I started doing matchmaking, I got, um, I just got better at speaking. I got better at speaking. Um, and then when I started to host events, it was like, it, it was a little bit of a learning curve because I had, I knew how to be on stage because I had done performance stuff, but um, it was a different thing to be myself on stage and like not have lines that I'm saying. So mm -hmm. I did that. And I actually, around that time, I used to, um, I used to MC house shows like concerts in Seattle. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> So that yeah that right when I was starting my business I did I was doing that at the same time and I I remember um because now I don't get nervous with it like I'm used to it but um it definitely was a learning curve it was a learning curve at first and like having all of that public speaking practice in a different context like at the same time as I was starting my business it was so helpful um so all of that, and then I'd say just, um, I've always loved words and language. Uh, and then I've, as I've developed my business, I've practiced more and more. And, and when I started my podcast too, like I, uh, I was kind of nervous. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, I just, okay. I know how to like first, like, okay. I first knew how to perform. I knew how to kind of like put thoughts and words together. Mm -hmm. Then I started to kind of be able to put that together and then to like be myself uh while i was talking and kind of performing and then to um then the next stage was like okay it's just me and like a microphone and no one's here and i remember feeling um now it's super fun for me because i'm comfortable with it but at first <laughs> you guys probably felt this too it's like whoa i could really say anything couldn't i <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So um, for us for us it was a matter of like okay we need to record a podcast it was like two years ago yeah. We were lying on the floor on the ground in in my uh, room in London at the time. Yeah. And Bogdan was like, what should we speak about? And I come up with a specific topic. And he's like, do you think you can talk about that for like 40 minutes? Because I can't. And I was like, hell no, I cannot either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you just do it. I mean, you just go with the flow and uh, yeah, you get it yeah. done, right? Exactly, exactly. It's just like, it's literally what we're doing right now. It's just having a conversation. But I think for like, for anyone listening who um, wants to start a podcast or start a business or start speaking, um, you get used to it. You get used to it and you also, um, you never have to be perfect at it. You can just oh, be yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I think that takes off a lot of pressure. It's like- uh, And I think, go on, mm -hmm. sorry, I interrupted you. No, then that was a good example of what we're talking about. Of just, you, you just do it and then it, it it starts to happen. Mm -hmm, Go mm -hmm. ahead. 
no, I, I think I think uh, the audience has got uh, our point out of that. But I wanted to dive a bit uh, further into mindset, and specifically, I was I was um, watching some of your content where you were basically mentioning how. At some point, even you yourself, I think everyone goes through this, uh, I guess, evolution phase, you came to the realization where you had this all ambition and energy and drive within yourself, uh, you could feel it, but it was all just some inner reality and your outside reality was different at the time. And basically at that, at that point to that, I guess it's right before a huge breakthrough when this usually happens, uh, you were either doubting yourself or you would have days when you wouldn't doubt yourself. I can definitely resonate with that myself. So how does one manage to go through that? How does one manage to go through a phase where they are their worst critic, but at the same time, they have this huge desire and ambition to get something done and achieved? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think to your point, it's, it, it is often um, like before a big breakthrough. And um, it, the thing is, is that it keeps happening, but you just give it less power. <laughs> you, it's like, you're, you're always going to have these thoughts that are like, what if you fuck it all up? Yeah. What if blah, 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 you know, but like, if, so I think the thing too, is to, to realize that, um, and that's something I went through for a while is, is that like, you know, I, I kind of like felt like I would go through these, uh, you know, it almost felt like jumping through fiery hoops. I'm like, okay, I made it to that level. Okay, I made it to that. Like, um, and expecting that that would, you know, that the that feeling would go away. And, and it, it does. But it also like, I think that if you're someone who is, um, dedicated to to like always evolving and always learning um you're always going to go through that process because this level you're gonna there's something to then go to that level um so it's for me it's always just been um about familiarizing myself with that process and understanding that when i'm about to do something really big or new or different or like expand my comfort zone i know that i call it with my clients my ninja mind um mm, okay the, the like survival mind that and we call it the ninja mind that's something one of my coaches um made up because it's there to like sneakily assassinate your greatness and <laughs> like when you're not looking because it wants to keep you in your comfort zone so it's just the, it's, <laughs> the ninja mind yeah so it's just knowing that um your ninja mind is going to be with you always. It's always going to be with you. And like, it's not bad. It's there to keep you safe. It's there, you know, it wants to keep you safe. It's there to help you survive. Um, and it will get really active when you're doing new things. It like, mm -hmm. so if you know that and you, you're kind of familiar with that process and you like, you've done enough things. And this is what I always say with my clients and just kind of what I do with myself and my, in my life. And it's funny too, cause like, so much of my entrepreneurial journey mirrors what I teach in mindset wise with dating. <laughs> it's actually really similar because it's like an iterative process. You have to put your, it's about putting yourself out there. It's about like, you know, sometimes things will happen where you feel disappointed and you have to look at, okay, what can I learn from this? Like, yeah. 
how is this happening for me? It, yeah. Like you have to take the agency back to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, a lot of what I teach mindset wise with dating could also apply to entrepreneurship. And, and I kind mm -hmm. of, I teach my clients to um, have an entrepreneurial mindset in their love lives. Um, mm -hmm. But to answer your question, I think it's um, the more that you do things that are scary, which is really just going after what you want in life because scary is just something you Human haven't construct. done yet. Yeah. Exactly. It's just something you haven't done yet. It's not necessarily scary. It just feels, but it feels very real. We're like, oh my God, what could happen? But if you just familiarize with the process, yourself with the process of fear and that it's, it's actually normal, it's actually normal and um, it doesn't need to mean anything. And that like, if you're going to continue to evolve and continue to try new things and continue to learn that ninja mind is always going to be like, Hey, maybe we should stay comfortable. Maybe we should stay where we are. And it's just, you just say like, Hey, thanks for the insight. And then you keep it and you keep going. Right. Um, so I think, uh, at that time that I was describing, or I was kind of describing that point in my life where I, um, I felt something inside of me and I was like, there's something that wants to be expressed. Like there's like big things that I feel I want to do. Like there's like, I'm not fucking around here. Like there's like things I want to, there's things I want to be. And there's things that I want to do that are big. Um, and, and the, I think what I was describing is it's like, I could feel that inside. I could feel that like a knowingness around that or kind of an intuition around that. And it was that my, my confidence wasn't quite um, at that time, my confidence wasn't quite on the level of, of what was happening inside. So it's really just a matter of building confidence, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a continual process when I'm still yeah. in building more and more confidence, but um, kind of like I talked about with getting comfortable speaking, it's just confidence is built. It's built through action. You just have to do things. And then mm -hmm. mindset is so connected to it because you can do something and like, you might not be that good at it at first, right? Like you might say something and you're like, oh God, it's like, it's a little bit messy to, mm -hmm. to do things you haven't done before and to like be in a learning curve and also um, to be in a public learning curve. So if you're starting a podcast, if you're starting a business or, you know, you go on a date or like whatever it is, um, there is a learning curve, but, but if you can interpret with your mindset of like, oh, I did that really well this time or like, oof, yes. Okay. Now I know that thing instead of going into like, oh my God, I fucked I'm up. I'm horrible. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Exactly. Which yeah. is totally an insight. It's an inner game. It's totally a mindset game. Um, and, made, and that's really, mm -hmm. Sorry. You, you made a very, very remarkable correlation between dating and entrepreneurship. And I definitely have to mention, uh, story slash joke that I, I was uh, uh, getting from a friend of mine who's in, in business as well. And he was like, bro, I literally went on Tinder the other day and it literally felt like lead generation. It's just a numbers game. It's like trying to get sales from my business. <laughs> but with that said, I, I, I really just want to, to get your uh, opinion if you can uh, obviously uh, give details on your opinion as well on what do you think of the hookup culture and how it basically, I guess, got created uh, by the online dating space. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like when I first started speaking or kind of like being a thought leader in the dating space, part of what I was talking about was like, hey, the way that people are dating is like, this is a totally different landscape that's changing all the time than it used to be. And I feel like even speaking about it now, it's it's so different now too. Cause like with, even with hookup culture, I, th I think that's been majorly disrupted in the last year because, um, yeah. because of the COVID situation. So suddenly this culture that's very much like, um, you know, like casual sex, uh, and, and no problem with casual sex. I think the, the, the thing is that um, what was happening with hookup culture and especially in the US and especially around college culture, university culture, where it's like you get all these young horny people together and you give them a bunch of alcohol and you take them away from their parents and you're, it's just, you know, shit goes down. So it's, what I was noticing is it's, it's, um, kind of a, a culture, I, I almost want to say it was, because I don't even feel like it's fully the same thing anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But it, a culture where, um, to me, casual doesn't need to mean not personal, impersonal. And I think that was the thing with hookup culture and, and yeah. so many people felt really like not good. It's not mm -hmm to have casual sex that's totally fine it's to have casual sex that is impersonal that doesn't feel good to anyone <laughs> that doesn't feel good so um I think that's what I was noticing with hookup culture and like so just a lot of people feeling that like um there there are almost like different dating pools or different dating scenes where um, if you're a young person and, and like the way that people are interacting romantically is like, um, who can care less almost, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like this kind of culture of who can care less. And then who's more savage. Exactly. And then they, you know, they, they grow up, they get a little older and they, they want to, they're like, whoa, actually like, I want to have a connection. Like I, I, I wanna, ooh, now, now society is telling me that I have to get married or I'm irrelevant, right? It's like, so it's like the, the message changes overnight. And then they're mm -hmm. like, fuck, I don't know how to do that because I've been doing this. Um, so, so for me, what I've always talked to people about and, and, and I'm very like, um, as you guys can tell, as you probably know from following me on Instagram, um, I'm very sex positive. I'm like, you, people do what you want do what you want. Uh, that's great. Um, and also with relationships, you know, I want people to have, um, connection and to like feel a lot of love in their lives. Um, and that gets, that looks a lot of different ways. So like some of my clients, they want, um, they want a relationship that could lead to marriage and that's what I help them with. Right. And then some of them, they want to feel, they just want to feel confident and they want to feel like they're able to navigate in high integrity casual mm -hmm. situations. Um, mm -hmm. So I really do teach both. And like, um, I think there are different stages of life and it's, it's, uh, it's totally okay to want whatever you want. Um, the thing that I feel passionately about is that you can do any of that. You can do any kind of relationship in high integrity in a personal way. Um, yeah. So 
so I think with hookup culture, the issue was that it was really, um, I was just seeing a lot of people like suffering, suffering mm -hmm. and feeling um, really confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're doing something, you're like you're being intimate and then you're supposed to not care. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Where like, you can, you can have a casual relationship and a personal connection with kind of space in the relationship and an understanding of what it is and what it's not a hundred percent, but there, that's a clean energy. It's like, mm -hmm. you're both on the same page. You're not compromising yourself as a person um, versus like, um, you know, drunk in the night, let's pretend this never, it's it just, it just doesn't feel good to people. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's interesting too, even talking about this, because I do feel that like part of what has been interesting and shifted in the last year is that, um, like I said, a lot, I see a, my business grew a lot. It almost tripled in the last year. Um, congrats, congrats on that, congrats. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I think uh, that's always exciting. It's exciting for me and then it's exciting because it's, it's like, oh good, more people, more people are falling in love, that's great. Um, so what I did notice in the last year is that it was already true, but it was maybe a little bit um, weirder to admit. Oh, like, oh, actually, maybe I want to like really prioritize this. I find it's, it's interesting too, because there's a little bit of, um, uh, at least in the US, and I think this is shifting with what I'm describing, but there's a little bit of a stigma around being really intentional uh, in dating. Mm. <laughs> um, or there's a little bit of a, I think it's shifting and it to what I'm describing, it's almost like there's two dating pools. There's like the younger dating pool, which is like ca very casual. And then there's the older where it's like almost mm. a job interview. And that oh, yeah. people don't know how to navigate the in-between world as much. Oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, it's either like, okay, this is so casual or I'm so intentional that I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna ask you 10 questions about blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't feel like a date. It doesn't feel yeah, alive. It yeah, feels like a yeah. job interview, you know? It depends on the age a lot as well. Uh, absolutely. Younger, well, attempts, you, I don't know, just go on Tinder and uh, just hook up, like we said. and. Not necessarily that the older ones want to have, but they look into more like relationships and that. And uh, I was just curious because I, I just wanted to find out your opinion about uh, about Tinder, because as we know, Tinder and other apps like Tinder just uh, blew up in the last year with uh, all this pandemic. And I just wanted to, to know your opinion. I mean, is it destructive or constructive? Is it good that in a way we are still communicating because we can't that much go outside or is it destructive because yeah, we, we, we can't yeah. do it like properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it's, it's so interesting. Um, I view dating apps very much as a tool and I think that there are immense benefits for sure. Mm immense benefits. I went to a Tinder wedding last year. My friend met her husband on Tinder. Like people meet, wow. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and um, I think there are things to be very careful, to be to be conscious of around it too. So it's both. Um, it, it's the way that I see it is the, the really awesome things about Tinder 
is that it, it's a tool for meeting people and you get to meet people who are totally outside of your social network that you probably wouldn't have met otherwise you get to you can be really upfront about what you're wanting like it is a tool to connect um which is awesome and, and can be really awesome and people you know have really great connections on there um whether they get into relationship or they just have interesting experiences i think there's a there's a lot of benefits for sure um and then the things that i always want people to be conscious of is one it's designed to be psychologically addictive <laughs> so literally designed psychologically like a slot machine where you get one more swipe <laughs> yeah. like a game yeah it's, it's designed like a game so so it's really important to be aware of that um that that doesn't you know you can still consciously use it and be like okay i'm using this tool but just keeping in mind that like you're using the tool and it's way better when you know what you're using it for when you're using it yeah. like it, but a, what a lot of people do is they they use it really haphazardly. They kind of like get on it and then they get used. They feel like used by it. And then they think, oh, that's dating. That's people when really it's just a dating app experience that um, I think there's a few things. One is that um, it's designed to be psychologically addictive. <laughs> so um, what I see a lot of people doing is I, I describe it as kind of like these seasons of plenty and the seasons of pestilence where it's like, Swipe, swipe, swipe. Oh my God, I'm going to go on like 10 dates in a row. And then you just like total burnout. And you're like, oh, oh. And then they, they're like, fuck this. And like, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. take like, go off for three months, you know? Like, yeah. so I see that a lot. And, and that, you know, that becomes someone's dating experience. So that's another thing I would want people to keep in mind is that like Tinder is not dating. Tinder is a dating tool. It's a tool. It's, it's one tool for dating. But Tinder itself isn't dating, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's another thing I always want people to keep in mind because um, I think we can lose sight of that often. It's, it's like, oh, that's dating. It's like, that's a dating tool. <laughs> so um, there's also something that happens with um, online dating and Tinder where it's um, the paradox of choice. We, we have mm -hmm. so many options. We have so many yeah. options that... And it's so easy, like it's 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 built around convenience and comfort. Um, and that's something to be aware of. And again, like none of these things, it's like social media, you know, like mm -hmm. we, you guys probably know from uh, your show and your research that there are, um, there's a lot of research with very negative correlation between happiness and social media usage, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm, and social media is an amazing tool. And I use social media all the time. Like I love using social media, but I, but I'm intentional on how I use it. You know, like I, I have certain, I, I have certain things that I do with it intentionally that to help me connect where it gets to be a really amazing tool for me to connect with people. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't know what it is, if you're not being conscious with it, of course, social media, the same way, psychologically addictive. We're like, oh my God, social comparison. Um, if, if you're not intentional with it, you can really start to feel terrible. So <laughs> similar thing with Tinder, where just recognizing, okay, it's built for convenience. It's, it's, built, um, it's built to give you options. And we, can, we get to see all these options, but then what happens there is that um, a beha different behavioral patterns can play out. Um, they don't have to, and they don't every single time, but it's good. It's good to know, be, know that like this could happen, like with social media. 
where um, I think that you see behaviors like catfishing or just, you know, like yeah. people's morale can get low because they're having a bunch of casual interactions with mm. strangers on the internet who are also having a million other casual interactions at the same time. And the moment that you don't like something about someone, you can go find someone else. So yeah. what I, right? So what I see is that people, part of what actually makes connection happen is that you both have to be invested. You both have to invest in it. Mm -hmm. So if you show up, um, I used to see this when I was matchmaking a lot, cause I could, you know, I could, um, I would vet prospects for each other. I would interview both people and I would create in a conversation, I would create an environment where they felt really comfortable. And, and, mm -hmm. I, and I, I would get to see really amazing things about them because they mm -hmm. would share them with me or like they'd kind of loosen up and then they'd be funny. And I'm like, oh my God, this person's really funny. Um, but sometimes I would put them, I would get to see both of them being really amazing because they felt really comfortable and relaxed. And then they'd get together and then they kind of um, would be like this, this energy of like, prove to me that you're, that you're interesting for me to pay attention to, you know yeah. what I mean? And energetically, they're not necessarily saying that, but they come with that kind of energy where, mm -hmm. of, and then they're like, well, this person's not that interesting. Of course not. You're not asking interesting questions. You're not like people, you get to see the, them or you get to, it, the quality of a connection, a huge variable for that is being invested and creating an environment where someone feels like um, we're not just like, okay, you have five minutes of my attention, court me. It's like that yeah, doesn't, I think, it doesn't actually lend itself well to connection. I think that comes from a place of like lack of self-esteem and people that are looking for validation uh, mm -hmm. more often than not. And uh, I think it's, oh yeah, definitely worth mentioning uh, the comparison between social media and like apps such as Tinder. Uh, we, we had guests in the past uh, mention how incredible social media is, but at the same time, if you are depressed, if you don't have any purpose in life, and mm -hmm. if you're just looking for some uh, quick dopamine for, for you uh, in the evening or whatever, and you go on Tinder or e even Instagram or TikTok, of course, you're not going to get uh, what you want in the long exactly. term. But I wanted to ask you, um, going full circle around this core, I think it's very insightful for our audience to actually get your perspective upon, let's say, three things that they could do to become more of themselves and at the same time happier with their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, it's um, pursuing the things that light you up. It makes you more attractive. <laughs> it, it makes you, so to your point, like you're going to have more of this base of fulfillment and, and confidence where like mm -hmm. where you do go use social media and use Tinder, you're using them as tools intentionally rather than like, oh my God, let me go on social media so that people can validate me to exactly to your point. So the, I mean, that would be the big thing. And the, the top thing is, is like when you take your own life into your own hands and um, take kind of like personal responsibility for your own happiness. Um, Cause that's, that's the truth. It's like, yes, huge variables for happiness are like the connections we have, um, uh, you know, variety, having variety, having purpose, all of these things. But 
um, if you can consciously go after the things that are exciting to you and, and live in your passion, you're going to be way happier. You're going to be way more attractive. You're going to have way better interactions. It's also way easier to meet people because oh, you're yeah, just definitely. seeing them doing your thing. Exactly. You don't you're have just... to fake anything. You're, oh, you're into fishing. I'm into fishing as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or do you like, exactly. do you like the blue color? Oh, it's my favorite color exactly. as well. <laughs> you get to connect through, through things you're actually passionate about and you get to cross whether it's on Tinder or like, you know, in an, whatever, in, in real life or um, an online network or whatever it is, you get, to, um, you get to connect around what you're actually passionate about. And the yeah. thing too with, with dating and with anything, and this actually would be my second um, piece of advice, is that I, I use the word magnetic a lot. I have one of my programs is called Magnetics Love School. It's about kind of like being like attracting, right? Being kind of like a magnet. Mm -hmm. The important thing too is that being magnetic means that you also re repel, <laughs> and that's the thing. And, and like magnets, there's one side, right? Like being a magnet, it's it's you showing up fully expressed as yourself, and that means you're going to redirect the wrong people. So mm -hmm. you ha you can't be afraid to redirect the wrong people. You know, like I could come on here. You already know this because you follow me on Instagram, but like, I swear a lot. I talk about sex, like, you know, not everyone that's, that's what I'm doing. Right. And, and I, I am fully, that is connected to, um, helping people experience more love and more freedom and more expression and all of these things. But some people, they hear that and they're like, who is this person? Who, I'm so offended. I'm so offended by, it. and it's like, that's okay. You know, like sending you love, like, you don't have to listen to me at all. You know, like they get to be redirected to someone who's more palatable for that. Yep. And that's okay. But me being willing to repel or to redirect, that is what allows people who like really actually resonate with me to feel that resonance with me. Whereas if I was coming and I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna be kind of a muted version of myself, like. Mm maybe I'm more palatable to more people, mm -hmm. but I'm, I, I'm not as magnetic to the people that I'm meant to be magnetic for. 100%. So it's, it's literally the same thing in dating. It's the same thing in business. It's, it's, it's just life, right? It's like, yep. in order to be really attractive to the people that you want to be attractive to or magnetic or, you know, magnetic to clients or, or audience or whatever it is, it's about really like turning up the volume on who you are or, what I'll say to that too, because, you know, not everyone is extroverted and theatrical or, you know, like people have different flavors of this. You could be someone who is um, more introverted and it, it's not necessarily turning up the volume. Like you need to be more loud or whatever. It's just, it's this energy of being unapologetically yourself. Um, mm -hmm. That's actually just more efficient. It's way yeah, more efficient. Yeah. It's saving um, time both both for yourself exactly. and for the other person. What exactly. would be the third and last uh, tip third, or advice? Yeah. Um, you have to recognize that it that relationships are personal development work. I, I always wow. or not work necessarily. We could use the word work, but it's it's a practice. It's a practice in growth. It's a practice and like, in many ways, it's a spiritual practice. It's a practice in, in like um, 
self-discovery as well. Self-discovery, exactly. It's a practice. And because um, relationships, you know, especially when you get deeper into them, intimate relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or like a deep friendship or a family relationship, your shit comes up. They say something and it triggers you because something your mom said to you when you were like, and if, if you avoid it, if you lean into that, you can have amazing relationships because you can grow together. You can help each, actually relationships can help you both grow and to heal whatever you need to heal and to like be more of yourself or to be loved for the things that you didn't feel loved for elsewhere. Um, so if you can lean into that, it's absolutely amazing. And like you, that's where your agency is. Like, that's where you have, that's the difference between going on dates and being like, oh, that didn't go anywhere. That was a failure versus going on a date and be like, hey, I actually was completely myself. They needed to be redirected because yeah. they, they weren't, a, they, I'm not the magnet for them. I'm so proud of myself for being able to like stand in myself and not, tr not trying so hard to be liked. Mm -hmm. because being mm -hmm. liked, trying so hard to be being liked it's such an impediment to being loved <laughs> um and of course we all want to be liked it's sincere and they're like that's okay and there's a there's an extent to which that's healthy but that's the difference of like one you have agency in that process and one you have you don't have agency because it's the the only success is whether or not one date goes uh well or not and the two of my second point, um, being good at dating and dating well, it's, it's not about every single date, um, going to a second date. That's not, it, it's 100%. about being able to be, be more of yourself and, and attract and to be able to say, Hey, I respect that. That's what you want. That's actually not what I want. Cool. Mm -hmm. Now we know let's move on. Right. Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. Personal development, uh, it's a its a ripe ground for like growth and personal development. And when you lean into that, you feel agency, you get to grow, you have deeper relationships. But if you, if you don't, um, it's always going to be discouraging. Same thing with entrepreneurship. You guys know this, right? Like yeah. it's your, the degree to which you're successful is directly proportional to your personal development and how willing you are to learn. And, and as we've talked about, like, that can feel messy. Sometimes we don't like it. We're like, I want to be comfortable. You know, I just want to be comfortable. But like the, the most amazing things in life are not in our comfort zone. And that's true for relationships too. Speaking of growth and comfort zone, I, I think it would be very fascinating for both of us, me and Bogdan and the audience as well to know what is one experience that you are the most grateful for and why? Mm. I love that question. I think that every time I go through a um, period creatively where I'm frustrated and I, it kind of to what we're talking about, I'm like, I, I'm so annoyed. I just want everything to work. What it was working. Now I don't feel like, I don't know, like, Arr, you know, you get into that kind of like force it energy when really what you're being shown by things not feeling good is that you're ready to evolve and you're ready to do something else or, or you're ready to, something's not working, something's not a fit and you need to get like clear something. You need to um, 
prune the situation. Like something needs to happen. Um, some, something's getting stagnant. And in order for things to start flowing again, changes need to be made, whether that's going in a different direction creatively or um, a relationship is, you know, kind of coming to uh, closure, which isn't also not necessarily a bad thing. And that's the thing too, is like relationships ending. Like, I don't see, I would love to reframe how we talk about that. Cause I th hear people saying all the time, oh, like a failed relationship or like it ended mm. or it's like, sometimes you're meant to work with someone for a season. Sometimes you're meant to be with someone for a season. It doesn't mean it's a failure. So, um, it's just life. And, and it's uh, a matter of perspective as well. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. that's why everything we're talking about is mindset stuff. So what I would say is that like, I hate it in the moment whenever that, whenever I go through times like that, where I'm like, ah, I, it's like, it feels stagnant. And I'm like, stop feeling stagnant. Stop feeling stagnant. And I, I want to do anything, but look at, okay, what, what do I need to let go of? What do I need to, what courageous thing do I need to do that I'm avoiding doing? Like what, what needs to happen? Um, I always hate it while it's happening, but it's kind of what I was talking to you guys at the beginning of the conversation around where it's like, it's always happening for you. And that's a mindset mm -hmm. thing to be like, this is, everything is always happening for me. This, this is happening for me. So I'm always grateful afterwards, whenever I have like a creative funk or something like that, because it, it always leads to something even better when I go through, when I'm willing to go through it and learn what I need to learn. And same thing with, um, I mean, I, I always feel that like whatever I learn, whatever I go through personally, it makes me that much better with my clients because it gives mm -hmm. me more empathy. I, I, I'm like, hey, I know that feeling. I'm, I'm playing this game of life too. I'm not over here not being a human and telling you how to be a human. Like I'm also a human and I'm learning things and I'm like really le leaning into my process with that. And then I get to help you do that too. Um, so I'm always grateful for the funks after they happen. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just wanted to change a little bit the subject and I know it may be very, subjective or one from one person to another but uh, what would you say that is the meaning of life mm. yeah i let me let me just be let me sit with that one but that's a big one let me sit with that for a sec take your time mm. for me it's um it's how we give our lives meaning um, and, and that is even in everything we've talked about, it's a mindset, it's a perception thing. It's a perspective thing. It's like, you can say, oh, that date didn't go anywhere. Life sucks. Dating sucks, blah, blah, blah. Or we can see, oh, wow. Like here I am one step closer to like being more fully expressed to like being more of myself in the world. So like for me, it's, it's partially, it's the meaning that we, that we ascribe to it. Um, and we get, we actually get to choose that meaning. Like we, we get to kind of author that meaning. Um, and then it's also, um, I feel a, like a dual purpose. And I, I feel this is true for many people where it's like a huge part of happiness is uh, fulfillment and contribution and feeling like we're doing something important in the world and we're getting to connect with people and we're getting to better the lives of other people. And like, that's so fulfilling. 
And while we do that, we also get to have a great time. <laughs> like we get to enjoy ourselves and like live some a beautiful of us, life. Some of us. <laughs> some of us, yes, exactly. Well, well, I think that all of us do get to and what we need to for, for, for people who aren't currently getting to do that, there, we need to address that. And, and for, for those of us who are in a position where we do get to do both, it's we get to channel and feed this energy from ourselves into how can I create more, how can I help to create more possibility for other people? Or, and, and for some people, you know, some, it, it goes to a structural change sometimes because some people literally, you know, they, they don't have options structurally. Uh, at all right so then it's like okay cool those of us who do have options what are we doing about that right and, and that feels like purpose and contribution and then what i would say too though is that like um there's quality of life and there's achievement and they're both important there's there's um there's co contributing and mm -hmm. feeling meaning in what we're doing and being able to help other people. And there's living, there's enjoying our lives and being ourselves and, and, and enjoying and being ourselves and being more expressed. And to me, they go hand in hand. And I think that a lot of the ways that we've been taught to see it, a lot of the ways that the world historically has, done, has seen it is it's one or the other. Yeah, it's not black or right. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's true at all. And I think a lot that is actually shifting and like, um, it doesn't have to be that way at all. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a situation where, um, I mean, we're, there's just so much creative potential in the world. There's so many intelligent people. There's so many people with really good hearts. There's so many ways that we could be structuring things to benefit all humans. Um, and uh, for those of us who are in a position to, uh, make an impact uh and, and 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 truly that's all of us because you can make an impact on one person but but i will just to kind of like validate and like acknowledge the privilege piece in all of this right like there are some people like um who who do have more structural privilege and that that is a um that's a place from which to actually make a big impact mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. to help to like enact change where more people can feel that freedom. And I, it's fully possible. We just have to not uh, ascribe to old beliefs around it. Is my definitely, so, definitely. Before asking, you, yeah. before asking you anything else, I just wanted to once again mention something that a past guest of us, Tyler, uh, from the NoFab community mentioned that it really stuck with me. And that is strong men create good times. Good times create um, how was it? Hold on, I got it. Weak men, weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. And it's a whole cycle. And apparently uh, yeah. at, at this point, we are at the bottom of the cycle where the mm -hmm. strong men have created the good times for us. And majority of people are just drowning themselves in pleasures and not impacting the world as they should, as they, as they should follow their mission. But with that said, I just wanted to ask you one of the last questions of the show. Uh, not the last one though, and that is, what do you want to be remembered as or for after mm. long after you are gone? Yeah, well, I love what you just said. I think that's so interesting. And I think to like kind of what we're talking about is that like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. We can enjoy mm -hmm. ourselves 
and, and all live a beautiful life. And all of us get to do that. We don't have to put other people down to make ourselves feel better. We don't have to oppress people. There's, there's, there's no limit. Like there, this life, you know, there's not finite resource. A lot of what we think are finite resources. It's not a finite resource at all. Like happiness, it's not a finite resource. It's not, I'm happy. So if you're, if you're happy, I don't get, there's less happiness for me. No. <laughs> um, so I think in shifting the paradigm around that is, is really helpful. And I think to your point too, around like, um, a lot of people like and kind of being in this frenzy of just like instant gratification. What mm -hmm. people need to realize too, is that part of the joy and pleasure of life is what we gain through challenges. And, and we actually need challenge to be happy. We need to feel a sense of contribution to be happy. It's not mutually exclusive at all. Cause like the sustainable happiness it's in having creative funks and learning from it, being supported by people, supporting other people. Like it's, it's the same, it's not mutually exclusive. Uh, so that's, I love what you said. Um, so what would I like to be known for or remembered for? <laughs> um, I would like to feel that my, I feel that I, uh, part of what I'm here to do on this planet uh, is be disruptive, <laughs> is be disruptive, but in a constructive way, you know, it's kind of like smack people on the head and be like, stop having limiting belief. Like that's a limiting belief. You can do anything you want, you know, and like, um, so it's kind of a dual thing kind of to, to what I was just saying too, of like this dual purpose of like getting to feel fully expressed and live a beautiful life. Um, and also to like create real impact. What I would like to feel is that like my existence and my way of being and like who I am and, and what I create and how I'm showing up in like my authenticity gives uh, and like being myself fully gives other people um implicit permission to do the same thing and mm. to also be themselves so i would like to be remembered as someone who inspired people to just do meaningful shit, drop the pretenses be themselves and have a good time <laughs> yeah Thanks for hearing that. That was really beautiful and honest. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we got to be mindful of your time and uh, our audience time as well. So I'm just going to ask you the, the last question. Just take your time if you need to before you answer it. So um, just imagine that you are on your deathbed. So you are about to die. But right before you die, the best version of yourself comes next to you. Uh, you see and comprehend what you could have become. So how would you feel about yourself in that specific moment? Mm. That's so what I'm striving for in my life is that the, the version of me in the deathbed is the same version of me standing by the deathbed. <laughs> that's what I'm striving for. And that's where like, um, you know, I, uh, I think I, I think a lot about mortality, and I think that it it really um, grounds me. It really grounds me, and um, 
I think that's one of the things about this last year for as much as like hardship that there's been, it's, I think it has reminded people of what really matters. And I think it's really valuable. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that question. Cause I think it's a very valuable perspective to remember that we are going to die. <laughs> um, and I know for me, like a huge impetus for me deciding to like change to, to really like change my life or like go in a direction of like it, I didn't, as I said, I didn't, I wanted to do something big, but my confidence, I had to build the confidence to do that. Like that has been a, an incredible and a rewarding journey. And it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> at all. Um, but I would say like a huge impetus for um, me deciding that I was gonna do that um, was a, a friend of mine dying. And, and then also just like, kind of the, how that woke me up to that. And then I like constantly um, try to remind myself of that reality. Cause it, I think it's actually really poetic. Um, and, and like some people don't want to think about it or, you know, hey, I got, it's great. I come here, I talk about death and sex and you know, whatever. But it's like, these are the things that are very human. They're very yeah. human and they, they give life meaning and it matters. And um, so, my ideal would be and what I'm striving for and how I try to make decisions and, and, and like um, in my life is, is so that when I am the one on the deathbed, she's the same person as the other one. That would be great. That's what I'm going for. Um, You're just gonna be looking into a mirror, isn't it? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, yeah. So that's what we're going for. That's the, that's the hashtag uh, goal. Well, thank you so much for sharing all the insights and all the uh, beautiful stories as well with our audience. Hopefully they've got something out of it because I personally got a lot, uh, especially energy because I feel way more energized now. But with that said, uh, now is the time for you to step on the red carpet and uh, tell our audience where they can find you, uh, what your podcast is about, how it is called. Obviously, all the links are going to be in the description below. And also um, how you can help them uh, with your coaching services and uh, everything in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am at the Cora Boyd on Instagram. My website is coraboydcoaching.com. My um uh, podcast is called Pillow Talk Radio with Cora Boyd. Um, and we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about dating and relationships. We talk about, you know, happiness and meaning. We talk about entrepreneurship. Like I would describe it as it's kind of like an inspiring personal development uh, podcast where you'll get some dating tips and like life tips. Like I like to give tangible things too. Um, or entrepreneurship tips, but essentially like really what my work centers around is like helping people um, thrive. So that could be in, they're thriving in their love life, they're thriving in their business, their professional life, they're thriving in their life. So it all, it all centers around that. And then I kind of have different ways that I approach that conversation. Um, and uh, you, you're the first to know I'm going to be releasing or starting a YouTube channel soon. Oh, so, brilliant. <laughs> that doesn't have a name yet, but that's coming. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to um, work with me, there is basically the way to work with me is that I either have um, 
digital courses, like uh, online programs. And then I also have live group programs. So usually what I do is I, I'll do a live group program and it gets recorded and it goes into a digital course. So you can do, if, if there's something I've done in the past, you can take the recorded version. Um, but I would say that there's something really special about the groups, um, the live energy. And it's it, part of what's really special about um, my work is that it, it's about connection. So when in a live program, it's a group of people and there's like different countries, like a group of different like people on a certain frequency together who mm -hmm. get to meet each other and grow together. Um, so the live ones are special and then there's always the, there's always the recordings too. Um, so yeah, you can find those on my website or just DM um, me on Instagram and some either me or someone on my team will answer. Brilliant. All the links will be down in the description. And if it happens for you to launch the YouTube before we release the podcast, that's going to be in the description as well. Okay. Uh, but with that said, it's been an absolute pleasure, both for me, for Bogdan. Thank you so yeah. much to you, Cora. And also thank you so Absolutely. much for, to our audience listening. Uh, and yeah, uh, mm -hmm. thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. I'm Pasco. This is Bogdan. And you guys stay grateful. Yay! I'm gonna take a selfie of us. Thank you so much for sticking all the way till the end. This shows that you are serious about taking your life to the next level and doing that through a perspective of gratitude. If you enjoyed this interview, it would help us massively if you could give us a 5-star rating review on iTunes or else share this on your stories and tag us. This way, with your help, our message will be seen by more people and together we will make this world a better place.